What's up, everybody? Thank you for checking out this episode of Chewing the Rag. Before we get into it, just want to give a couple shout-outs. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to Serenity Landscaping Services for all of your spring cleanups, your basic landscaping needs. Uh, they get into property management property management as well. So if you have any like home improvement projects, uh, reach out to them. There might be something that they could help you with. What you're going to want to do is give them a phone call at 518-331-0774. Again, that's 518-331-0774. And let them know that Chris from Chewing the Rag sent you. I also want to give a shout out to Flowrite. Flowrite does plumbing and drain services, sewage, like your plumbing needs, any of your plumbing needs, reach out to them. They're very good. They are very fair priced. They don't give you any of those weekend fees or anything else that people come up with. So give them a call at 518-649-0921. That's 518-649-0921. Same thing. Let them know that Chris from Chewing the Rag sent you and get it right with Flow Right. While you are here, if you would not mind subscribing to us, we are on YouTube, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go to ChewingTheRag.com for all of those links. Subscribe, rate, share, like, you know, do all those. Support me. It's it's free. It's easy. It's quick. Uh, you know, it's a no-cost way to support the pods. So, again, ChewingTheRag.com for that. And I have been streaming more. My goal is to stream like three hours a week total. That's really not a lot at all. But uh, if you want to check that out, check that out at Pinchworm Gaming on YouTube. So, YouTube.com slash Pinchworm Gaming. You can find me over there. And uh, appreciate you guys. Hope you like the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Chewing the Rag. If you are somebody who listens to the podcast frequently, you know that I missed last week. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. It's not something that I love to do. Um, it's the first one that I've skipped and hopefully the last. It's just, I mentioned this before, May is like jam-packed. From the end of April to the end of May, I just get hammered with different things to do. On top of that, you know, I got like home improvement projects and things around the house that I'm trying to get done. So it's a super busy month for me to even miss only one week of May, knowing all the stuff that I have going on. Um pretty impressive but nonetheless i didn't want to do it and i'm not happy that i did it and i am happy to be back here recording talking a little bit of shit giving you guys some news some updates some things that are coming up uh so let's get into it first and foremost we've got um minutes with mellow we didn't have one in may i don't think we will because uh, uh yeah it's, just, it's gonna just miss the mark so it'll be just push to june which is fine that one's gonna be a lot of fun and then I actually have somebody else lined up that I think will be a lot of fun. He is a professional fingerboarder, which for those that don't know what that is, it is um like tech decks, like tech decks, literally fingerboarding. So when I first saw it, I found I'm going to get into it with him, but I just want to tease it a little bit because what he's doing is pretty cool. So I found him through Albany's Reddit, actually. I was just scrolling. I always go on there. Just to see, because, you know, I could find 
guests like him on there just scrolling through and seeing what people are promoting and what's going on. And, you know, the whole podcast itself is geared toward locals. So, or hobbyists, entertainers, whatever it might be. So I saw him post that they're doing a GoFundMe. They're doing a whole fundraiser for children's cancer awareness for the Bernard and Millie, Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital. So I guess I don't really know. I don't want to speak out of turn. So I'm just going to pull up the GoFundMe and read it a little bit. And then when I have him on, his episode will be two weeks from this, I believe. It may be next week. I'm not sure how it's going to fall. But within the next two weeks will be his episode. So essentially, let me see. I got to find it. He's doing a full charity event, I guess, like, I think if you donate, you can participate in the event. It's sponsored. It's got a bunch of sponsors. It's going to be in person. I think it's in September. Uh, they're going to be doing it and all the donations, everything from that. You, you're not even allowed to participate. If you are a uh, fingerboarder, you're not allowed to participate unless you donate, I believe it was, which is pretty cool. It's a good way to get somebody's uh, donation and get them involved in what they're doing because I don't know how big of a community it is. I mean, I'm looking at his and it looks huge, just like the people that follow him, the people he tags, the people comment, all that. It looks like it's a pretty big community. So just like JD's episode, it's cool to talk to somebody who's in a field or doing or has a hobby or a professional at something that you're not really familiar with. So just to sit down, talk to him, see how he got into turning this into like a charity thing and whatnot. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'll uh, put the GoFundMe in my bio. I'm sorry, in the description of this episode and probably the next few ones coming out just because, you know, it's you, you, you're going to want to donate to children's fucking cancer awareness or cancer research piece of shit if you don't, you know. So for me to talk to this guy and have the opportunity to spread that and not do it, it's kind of a stupid thing to do. So I would just I'm just put that right in the description if you're interested in donating or learning more about what he's doing or. Uh, just learning about fingerboarding in general, be on the lookout for his episode. Like I said, from this episode, it should be within the next two weeks will be his. Uh, what else? I just got back from a little bit of a, a little bit of a getaway, which is why I, again, skipped last week. Uh, took my wife and son, got a cabin, hid in the woods for a bit. It was fun. It's a lot of fun. You think you're going to relax until you realize you're with a three-year-old um, and he wakes up. His clock, like internally, is just anywhere between five thirty and six ten a.m. It doesn't matter what time he goes to bed. Doesn't matter what time, you know how exhausted he is the day before. That's when he wakes up. So Monday through Friday, I'm used to it. Saturdays now, it's like son of a bitch. Not that we were sleeping in anyway. We were always up by like seven thirty, regardless. But being forced to be up at six a.m. a little bit of a pain, but it was fun to do that in the cabin at least because you start the day earlier and then it's like, all right, he gets a little impatient because he doesn't realize like, buddy, yeah, you've been awake for two or three hours, but it's still like eight 30 in the morning. There's not really much going on right now. And anybody who has toddlers or has children, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but like dude, terrible twos, it wasn't really a thing for us. My son was a really easy going two year old threes dude I, 
he's like testing gangster right now. He wants he he's testing everybody. <laughs> like I've never like thought about throwing hands with a kid, but me and this me and my son, we might do it. We might duke it out a little bit. It's he's tough. Three is a tough age, and not in like a his fault, my fault way. It's just he's probably experiencing a lot of changes, you know, potty training and whatnot, because it's the age where they're just before going to school and they're just after like being a baby. So it's a weird transition, I think. Um, I'm obviously kidding. I, I love my son. I'm not going to fight my son. I would, I would win hundred percent. I would win if he tried it, but I'm not going to do it. But if he tried it, I would win. You understand me? <laughs> if he tried it, I'm going to win, dude. But it's, probably the most like teaching age so far as a parent just dealing with trying to process his feelings and you don't want to show too much you kind of want to like sit back let him experience his feelings and then be like okay now is it my turn like can I intervene a little bit buddy like what's going on and he doesn't completely understand it yet and that's fine you don't expect him to he's three years old but you just want to continue and I talked about this in the solo episode uh, two weeks ago, you kind of just want to keep talking to kids as a human. You you don't want to lash out. You don't want to do the baby talk. Like just talk to him as a young boy and let him experience what he's experiencing and try to try to cope with it a little bit. Not cope, but try to understand and reason and uh, just let him do it. You got to let him do it. Obviously, if it becomes harmful for anybody, then let him know. That's a thing with him. Like, he doesn't understand that if I'm telling him not to do something, it's probably because I don't want him to get hurt. And he does the whole, like, because, and I'm like, just because, but he's like, I just don't want you to get hurt because, you know what? Honestly, you're just going to fall down the stairs. I don't, (laughs) there's only so many ways I can tell you not to do something before you just have to do it. And it's going to hurt. He uh, took a fall. It was just like two steps. It wasn't actually falling down the stairs, but he fell. And it was like, hey, remember when I told you not to play with the ball near the steps? Yes. Why? Because you're going to get hurt, right? And what happened? You fell. You got hurt. And it's like, sometimes you need to do that. And sometimes that needs to happen. Obviously, you don't want your kid to get hurt and you're not going to go push him. But they experienced it and he didn't get seriously hurt. It was just a tumble. People fall all the time. It's not a big deal. And then now when I tell him not to do something, I bring that up. I'm like, hey, buddy, remember you were playing on the porch steps and you fell? And dad said, what was going to happen? And then it did. This is why I'm telling you not to climb that rock wall or just something stupid like that as an example. And hopefully it sticks. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know how much of it he actually listens to. I'm hoping most of it. The last thing I want is an injured, injured boy, but he's a fucking daredevil, so. I'm just waiting for like the text or something from my wife when I'm at work. Like, Hey, do you want to go get stitches in his leg? <laughs> hey, Cause he did suck fucking anything at all. We were, uh, while we were at the cabin, we like frequented this. It was just one lake. It was about 15, 20 minutes away from us, but it's a short little drive and you're on a busy road. So there's a parking space. Then you got to walk down the road a little bit to the lake and there's no real sidewalk or anything. It's two guardrails, and it's on a bridge. There's water underneath, and there's no real traffic, luckily, 
which is why I think they didn't really care enough to put like a a walking path or anything, just a little bit of a shoulder on a on a road. And he loved to like stop on the bridge because I mean, why wouldn't he's a kid? He wants to stop, look over, look at the water flow underneath the bridge, and it's fine. And like you want to tell him stories about like, oh, dad used to, <laughs> we were passing. The bridge had the waterfall underneath. It's three small waterfalls. I'm like, oh, when dad was a kid, you know, I I would have went down there and sat on that and slid down, <laughs> slid down. It's like, maybe don't tell him that because now he's like, can we go slide down the waterfall? It's like, no, buddy. Dad was a dumb kid. That that was different because what dad's not telling you is by kid he means like 13, and by waterfall it was just one decent sized waterfall, and it was after. Dad and Johnny went to U.S. Food Mart and each grabbed a case of beer and sprinted out down the bike path so that we could get down to that waterfall, drank a little bit, and then slid down it. Dad's leaving out those parts. Dad's only telling you, hee hee, I slid down the waterfall when I was a kid. I'm leaving out every bad thing that led up to that waterfall. <laughs> so growing up in Cahos, that was literally like all there was to do. My mom probably didn't help. My dad probably didn't help the situation because they would tell like fun stories when they were a kid of when they were a kid rather. And by fun, I mean stupid. And it's like, I want to be stupid too when I'm a kid. And that's essentially what I was. I was a stupid kid. Uh, Rest in peace to Tina Turner. She has died at the age of 83. Just, Just came across, you know, in case you guys are wondering, Tina Turner has passed away. R.I.P. But yeah, I feel like a lot of the stories I want to tell my son, and I'm going to, of course, when he's a little bit older, I can't put things into his head now. He loves trains right now. Now, badly, I want to tell him like, oh, dad used to take a train at his grandmother's house down to his friend's house. But what dad, again, is leaving out is dad would go behind the trailer park and the train ran the tracks ran through all the trailer parks in the area. So I would go, I would stand on the side, let the train pass about five cars, six cars in. That's when you can jump on. There's a little ladder. You got to hold on. You run a little bit next to it. You pull yourself up. You kind of shimmy to the other side. Cause that's where you're going to jump the trailer parks on the right side. So you shimmy to the other side. You go, it's picking up steam. It's probably like 15, 18 miles per hour. You got to land the right way. There's a little hill that drops off. So you jump and you do a little roll down the hill, brush yourself off. You're at the next trailer park. That's the part dad leaves out. Dad didn't just ride the train to his friend's house. <laughs> and then that was like a family affair though. Like cousins all like my cousins did it. Uh, my one cousin sprained her ankle doing it. And everybody like was surprised. Like, why would you do that? You're so dumb. Why would you? And it's like, uh, yeah. Can you not snitch that that was a family affair? Could you not tell anybody that I was also doing that? If you don't mind, like keep it to yourself. You're fucked up. You're the idiot. I don't even know how she managed to do it. I jumped off the train plenty of times, jumped on the train plenty of times. Never got hurt, but I'm just built different also at the same time. So that could be what it is. Um, I have so many stories like that. And I think it just stems from, like I said, growing up a little too fast you know i was on i was out of my mom's house by like 15 16 i was gone i was just couch surfing and everything still grad still went to school every day still graduated still had a room at her house i just 
I wasn't sticking around. There was fucking nothing for me there. And by then, I was already, like, I've been partying a while. Not, like, crazy. I was never, like, a fucking bad kid. I was just dumb. You know, we go, hey, I'm sleeping at so-and-so's house. So-and-so is sleeping at my house. Neither of us were sleeping anywhere. We were going to a field, and we were just going to walk around all night and then sneak into his house and then go to bed and then wake up and call it a day. There was no, like, real sleeping anywhere. It was just go party on the bike path in Cohoes. And then we got to just not wake up your mom and we're good. If we don't wake up your mom, we have a bed. If we wake up your mom, you have a bed. I'm going to go get bitched at and probably have to sleep on like my front steps or something <laughs> because nobody's going to be fucking letting me in. My dad, dude, I guarantee if I would have got, if there was a phone call from, nobody would have answered, first of all. So I would have been sleeping on the steps until somebody was awake and could let the, and was letting the dogs out in the morning. And then I would have got bitched at like, Oh, what are you doing back here? And all this other nonsense. And I say that because it has kind of happened. I remember I got away with it. I remember, um, me and this kid, rich, he was like my best friend growing up. Um, we did that stupid shit where, Oh, I'm sleeping at his house. I'm sleeping at his house, but we weren't even going out to party. We just wanted to experience sleeping outside or just, being up and like experiencing fucking cohos all night as if there was anything going on. Now you do that. There's probably something going on, but like back then there, if you weren't on the bike trail, hanging out or at somebody's house, you weren't going to experience anything throughout the fucking night. So we were just, we tried it. We walked around and, uh, he got to the point where he just ended up going to his apartment, his mom's apartment and crashing on the front steps. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I'm just, I'm just going to pass out right here. I'm not going to go upstairs or anything. I'm not going to wake up my mom. And I was like, well, what time is it? We looked and it was like 530. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go home. Nobody should be awake. I might be able to sneak in if the door's unlocked. If not, I'll just, you know, I like, like I didn't want to fucking sleep at your house anymore. I woke up early and called a day. So I go. And it's the summertime, and my father had a summer job. He installed pools um, a couple summers. So I go. It's 530. I'm like, nobody should be up not thinking about the fact that he has to fucking leave by 6 every morning. I fucking turn the corner out of the alleyway. I bang a right, and my dad's out front. He, fuck you doing? I'm like, fuck. First of all, I took the alleyway home, which is completely it wouldn't even make sense for me to do that. So he's like, fuck you doing? And I was like, ah, I just, I left Rich's house. And he's like, Rich's mom said he was sleeping here. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah. All right. So, and I was like, you can go to his house right now. He's on the front steps. We, we camped outside. We just had like a camp and he's like, that shit don't even make no fucking sense. Sure enough. He goes, Rich is sleeping on his steps, but the story still didn't make sense because why the fuck wouldn't we just tell his mom, like we're both sleeping here, but we're sleeping out back, which we, he was on the front. He was on the fucking front steps. My lie didn't even make, none of it made sense. So got in trouble there. Um, Didn't stop me. It didn't stop me from doing that fucking same lie all the time. That It was so, I told the story about, um, I think I told the story about me skipping school and not reporting it, getting my ass whooped. It didn't stop me from skipping school or yeah, I got suspended. Sorry, but that didn't stop me from skipping school. That, that ass whooping. I, 
can't whip my ass enough. If I want to do something or don't want to do something, I'm probably just not going to do it or I'm going to go do it. So I would do the same shit. I would go to Johnny's house. I would leave, go to Johnny's, hang out, we're playing PlayStation. One day, my mom fucking, I hear a beep, 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 beep. Doorbell rings twice. I'm like, bro, I guarantee that's my parents. They know we're here. Sure enough, he's on the third floor. I look down. My mom's looking up. I'm like, she saw me. We made eye contact, Johnny. We're going to school. I go downstairs. I get in the car. Dad's driving. Mom's passenger seat. Dad backhands the shit out of me while I'm sitting in the back seat. Just one of the, and my dad's like 6'6". Six, six. He has long fucking arms. He's just reaching back, slapping the shit out of me, driving. And you could do that uh, back then. You could be driving. People would just be watching you do it. it. Not like the windows were tinted or anything. Yeah, the window's down. Fuck it. You could hear me cry. I wasn't crying. He really didn't connect or hit me hard. He was just letting me know, like, I'm pissed. What happened was a truant officer, I think they are, I think that's what they're called. Truant officer called the house and let my mom know that this was like a Thursday. Let my mom know that I haven't been to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, and I wasn't fucking, I wasn't hiding. I went to Johnny's house who was, I was with two people almost every day. I was either with Jake every day or I was with Johnny every day. So Jake wasn't, my mom knew that Jake wasn't the type to go like skip school with me. That wasn't what we were doing, but Johnny was. Johnny was 100% that type because his mom had a job, so she was gone, and that was the house to go to. So we go. We have to go to the fucking principal's office. We're sitting there. He's talking, and I laughed, and sure enough, oh, something funny? Slap. Fucking slaps me again. I just look at the principal. He's like, he just shrugged. Not like I was snitching, but I was like, I was more or less like looking like, dude, we're in the fucking office with this guy. What do you, you can't just slap me. Principal just shrugged. He's like, you ready to go to class? Fucking guess so. Go to class. I would say that lasted about... It got to the point where I was no longer into skipping school. Um, so when I moved from Cohoes to Berg, uh, I still went to school every day. You know, After that, I would skip like one or two days a month, not in a row. I just would do it that way. Then it's not suspicious. So that was Cohoes. I moved to Berg... And that's when I realized, like, oh, I'm not going to skip school. I'm just going to fucking leave. So I would do, like, my first, I would get to, like, if there's 12 periods, I'd get to, like, lunch. And then I would go to, like, seventh period. And then I'm out. Those fucking remaining four handful of classes, I ain't going to those. I'm done. So I would just walk out. And that was fun because there was a group of us. And, you know, George, this kid Jordan drove. So we would walk out, go grab his car, and we were chilling. Like, that was good. And it got to the point where I was able to come up with, like, fucking dog got out. Where'd you come from? It got to the point where nobody really knew what was going on until it was my fucking math teacher last period. He's the one that called it out. He's like, on the report card and shit, you would see the attendance. And he's the only one. Because my work was done for everybody else. Nobody really gave a fuck. I was passing. Nobody even brought up the attend uh, attendance. They were just saying, like, he's not always here, which is, I would just make it. It looked like I was skipping class. But math teacher was the one who was like, it didn't really make sense. You know, looking at everything else. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he was a young guy. He's like, all these other classes, I talked to the other teachers, and he's there. And then it starts at this time is when they don't see him. 
And that's when I got caught doing that. And I don't even know how the fuck we got into this, to be honest, but just going to tell you guys stories because I, I feel like I, my Mother's Day episode, it probably sounded like I was bashing my mom a lot. I was just telling like stories from my perspective. So I'm going to tell like the bad stories about me too because it's not like I was a great and easygoing kid. I was a fucking little asshole sometimes. And it was never anything too bad. You know, Uncle Hose, I might kick the fucking. We lived on the second floor, and if Johnny got into fights, Johnny was always fighting. So if he got into like fights and got jumped, that's when I was like, okay, well, let's go fight, blah, blah, blah. And I lived on the second floor, and the railing looped up, and what the fuck are they called? They're just like wooden, the wooden poles that go from like the bottom of your railing to the floor. It's about, I don't know, two feet high. I would kick those out. I wish I could like get pictures of that hallway goes because the whole railing is just it's like fucking there's like three little beams left because i would just kick those out and we would go like hit kids with them stuff like that mom didn't even know about those sorry mom that's why the railing was so busted up i was smacking kids in the fucking chest area with them <laughs> but um some funny story the funniest thing that's happened regarding like me my mom my family dynamic I was in the 10th grade and I thought I would get in a selling pot. It was me and this kid, uh, Jason. And we got in a selling weed. We kept it at his house. But like, if I had like people I knew wanted it, I would bring, you know, my little baggies, my little nickel bags, my little fucking dime bags. I bring them home. And I didn't live at home. Like I said, I was, I was out. I was not home. I was, you know, couch surfing and everything else. So, but I would keep my weed in my top drawer and one day i'm walking the mile because that's what i did i didn't run the fucking mile we were in gym class this was about it was right after gym is when i would uh leave early i would just tell my mom i was fucking sweating that's that was my excuse by the way when uh the math teacher when all that came out i was like uh, you know you guys it comes right after gym and i'm sweaty and i don't want to be here so and it was convincing because I fucking do. I still do to this day. I hate being warm. I don't even know why I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I know I'm going to bitch that I'm sweating in about 10 minutes. But I fucking, I hate being warm. So it was a believable excuse. So I'm walking the mile and I got my little fucking shitty sprint phone that me and Mark Maynard talked about on one of my earlier episodes. And I get a phone call from my mom. She goes, hey, I found your weed in your room. Dad smoked it. He says that shit was trash. And instead of me panicking, you know, I thought I was this fucking drug dealer. I just go, mom, it was, it wasn't for me. I wasn't smoking it. And she goes, it was in your room. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know it was mine. I'm selling it. You weren't supposed to smoke that. I'm selling it. And she goes, oh, well, dad smoked it. And he says, it's trash weed. (laughs) I was like, okay, are you guys going to leave me money? Like, are you going to put money in my drawer? And I guess I was probably on speaker because I just hear my dad go, I wouldn't pay for this shit. And then the fucking phone just hung on. <laughs> so my fucking dad smokes my weed. He smokes my weed that I'm trying to sell. I had somebody buying it that day and then proceeds to tell me it's trash and he wouldn't buy it from somebody, let alone his fucking son. So now I got to fucking explain to Jason, hey, I can't make the sale to this guy because my parents smoked my fucking weed and they said it was bad weed anyway. And that's, that's literally like the, just the dynamic we had. And 
weed was never a big deal in my house. My dad always smoked weed. So like my my whole fucking family smokes weed, honestly. It's not even just my dad. Everybody in my family fucking smokes weed. I had grandparents that smoked weed. So it wasn't a big deal when they found it. It wasn't like a oh we need to have a discussion. It was just like, hey, we found your weed and guess what? We smoked it. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? And then to tell me it's trash, like, I don't give a fuck that it's trash. Somebody was going to buy it. We've been selling it. We've been doing decent. Okay. Don't smoke my bad weed. And if you are going to smoke my bad weed, just leave me five bucks. It wasn't anything too crazy. I only had a couple bags in there. Leave me at least like a, I'll give you a family discount. You know, if I had $20 worth of weed, leave me fucking 10. That's fine. But don't sit here and smoke my shit and then insult it and not pay me. What the fuck's the matter with you? And they never paid me. They literally never paid me. Fucking insane. I remember uh, one day, I was probably 16, 17, you know, I was able to drive. And uh, my dad, I was going to the movies with a friend. And my dad rolls us a joint. He rolls like two J's up. And he gives it to me, gives me the car keys, like put gas in it, blah, blah, blah. And I get, I lived in Berg. I was on Fifth Ave. I turned the corner. This is the first time. Also, let me like preface this. My dad, I'd never smoked weed with my dad before. I don't even smoke weed now, but I never smoked weed with my dad before. It wasn't like a thing where it was like, like I said, weed was always like a fine topic in the house, but it was never like he didn't promote it to us. He made us leave the room when he was smoking it. It was just something that we all were aware of. So he's never done this before. He just was in a mood. I, like I said, I was already out of the house fucking probably three, four years by then. So they, I'm guessing he just looked at me as like a mature dude. I was 17 years old. I was about to be out of high school. So just prefacing that now, this wasn't like a regular thing. It's the first time he's ever rolled weed for me. And so I get, I'm on fifth Ave. I'm going down to second Ave. I turn the corner. I got a flat. I never got a flat before, never changed a tire before, never did any of that. I was pretty new to driving still, only had a license like eight months or whatever. So I called them and I'm like, I got a flat around the corner. What do you want me to do? And they're like, well, can you drive it? You don't have to drive it all the way back to the house, but can you just get it on like the side street and we could beat you over there? I'm like, yeah, cool. Literally, I was like half a block away. So I was like, yeah, fine. I could do that. I go there. He takes care of the flat tire. He goes, you ain't going to the movies anymore. And he took the weed from me. So, what the fuck is that? I was like, I, first of all, I probably wasn't going to smoke it anyway. I didn't even smoke weed at the time anymore. I've been stopped. Like by then I was fucking, I got into like alcohol and weed super early. So by like late teens, I was already over that shit. But regardless, that doesn't make sense as a punishment to me. Like, first of all, I didn't do anything wrong. And I guess he explained like, oh, you're not being punished, but it's already this, this time, like, there ain't no reason for you to take my car out this late but like the weird the part of the punishment that i didn't understand is uh why could i only have the weed if i was driving you know what i mean like what what possessed you to take the jays from me like why can't i have the joint <laughs> if, like now you know I, i'm not even going to be operating a vehicle i'm going to go to my buddy's house who was going to the movies with me what the fuck is the point of you taking the weed and i didn't ask i didn't even bring it up because it didn't really hit me it was just like all right here's your car keys here's your weed back but years later i thought about i was talking it was actually recently like a couple days ago i was talking about it in the group chat with a couple of friends we were just telling like childhood stories and i brought that up and they just started dying laughing i was like 
now that I think of it, guys, it doesn't fucking make sense that he took the weed when he knew I wasn't driving. What the fuck? Why? Why did the weed become like a no, no, no? You're you're not operating a motor vehicle, dude. Give me, give me the weed, you pussy. This shit made no sense, but it was funny. It's funny to think about it now. And like I said, it was not. You know, I wasn't. You know, you get those parents that are like, I'd rather them do it here. <laughs> I mean, you can drink here. You can all your friends can drink here and you can smoke weed here because I don't know, you know, if you're not doing it here, I know you're going to be doing it elsewhere. So hmm. I didn't have those parents. I think get the fuck out of my house. I ain't buying you that shit. I had those parents. But I also had the parents where like they knew I was up to shit. So, I mean, they did this way too early for sure. Like fucking 11 years old when I got this talk, but it was always like, you know, if you're at a party and everybody's been drinking, you could always call mom and dad. I'd rather you get in our car than go fucking drink it and driving with your buddies. And I'm like, I'm fucking 11. So that's great. I don't even know how to drive. I can't even reach the fucking pedals of your car. So didn't plan on it. And also don't drink. Granted, you know, a year and a half later I did, but we don't talk about that. At the time, it was way too early. <laughs> My, uh. The people I even drank with back then, like, I don't even really. I mean, there was me and Johnny who, like I said, we would just fucking just go to U.S., steal a couple beer skis and leave. We only did that once, Grant, because we weren't allowed back in there after that. They knew who we were. But years later, I, I can go in there now. But uh, at the time, no. But Jake, Jake had a mustache in the seventh grade. So Jake could always buy beer at fucking U.S. and they wouldn't even ID him. Um, unless the same people own it, then, uh, Jake was 21 and don't investigate their business because, you know, fuck them. But no, Jake would go in mustache, just throw a fucking case of beer up and they let him buy it. I was like, what the fuck? I gotta get a mustache, dude. I'm over here. <laughs> not allowed back in here. Cause I'm sprinting down the fucking bike path about to drop this case. All I need is this little, he didn't have like a thick mustache. It was just a regular ass mustache. But yeah, no, I don't, you know, it was, um, just weird talks like that. They did the same thing with, um, like condoms and shit. Like, dude, you guys are talking about, like, I get sex education is important, but I don't, you gotta get, give me this talk when these things would even fit my dick. Cause right now is not it. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> like I appreciate sex talks and we didn't really get sex talks. Um, I used to have a joke. I feel like I've talked about this, but I used to have a joke that uh, my brother asked what porn was. And instead of us getting the t- or what sex was, and instead of us getting a talk, my dad threw on a lesbian porn and kind of just left the room. So we didn't really get the talk. And then a year later, you know, I'm like, again, 10, 11 years old. And they're like, you know, if you bring a girl home, you got to make sure you wear a condom. I don't want grandkids. And I understand why they did this because my mom had a son super young, you know, 14 years old. So now I get it. Like if I had, you know, my son that age, I would probably give him a talk super early too, just because you don't want that cycle to repeat. But like, I didn't, I wasn't having sex, ma. You gave me, dude, we got condoms so early. Like Jake did too, honestly, because he just did, but we got condoms so early and we, we would just like fill them up with water and like throw them at each other. Like we were doing stupid shit like that. This, we were not concerned with trying to fit them 
on our little dicks and putting them in little veggies, dude, or little bee holes, dude. Because me and my friends, dude, me and my friends, we definitely did a little bee hole thing with each other a couple times. You feel me, brother? We didn't. We did it. We probably would have a couple times, you know, given the opportunity, but we didn't. I don't know where the fuck I was going with any of that. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is three-year-olds are difficult and trying to explain things to a three-year-old while also not trying to make things sound cool to a three-year-old is difficult because when I heard cool shit, you know, when I heard my grandmother took a pair of scissors to the fucking eye, I thought that was cool. I mean, it missed her eyeballs, like the fucking, the part right between your fucking eye and your temple, just that skin there. Missed her eyeball, but she had a scar. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool, grandma. And shit like that. So, like, you hear those stories and you want to reenact or you want to do something cool or you want to create a story on purpose. And that's not really the goal I want. It's not my goal here. I'm not trying to make stupid shit sound cool to my son so that he wants to try stupid shit. And I know he will try stupid shit. Kids do it all the time. But if I can prevent, him from doing it as long as I can by not introducing it to him at a young age. That's the goal. That's a hundred percent the goal. Fucking oh wow. As I was talking about that, a story popped in my head and like I made a mental note like, oh bring that up, bring that up. And I can't remember what it was now. And it's gonna drive me insane because I know as soon as we end the episode, as soon as we end the episode, I'm gonna remember. Fucking Oh, that's what it was. I want to piggyback. I told a lot of like thieving stories and like hustling stories from my mom. Dude, one of the funniest things we've ever stolen was uh, <sighs> this is so like, it's not funny. There was a family member, blah, blah, blah. One of the funniest things we ever stole from family was we cleaned a restaurant that's no longer in business. So I don't give a fuck. I'm going to talk about it. It makes me laugh. I tell a story to my friends and they laugh. So fuck them. We cleaned my aunt's restaurant. Not gonna name the name, but we used to clean my aunt's restaurant. And you know, we would get like it was a sports bar slash restaurant. So when you're there, you would get, you know, the fucking little spray gun that's at behind the bars for mixed drinks or just sodas, whatever it was. So you'd always leave, you'd fill up a cup, set the alarm, and get out of there. Well, one day we got a little fucking overzealous and we went into the back behind like the kitchen area. And we just fucking started whipping up sandwiches, dude. And we're just sitting. We open the doors. We go back into the bar area, not thinking anything of it. We're just fucking eating sandwiches. And I guess we were taking, I guess somebody, I don't know if it was my brothers, my mom, whoever, somebody took like bottles and they took a lot. They filled the car with bottles and my aunt noticed they were missing. So she's checking cameras and say, oh, you guys steal from me. You guys steal from me. And then she sees, uh either me or my brother or my mom, somebody eating a fucking sandwich. And she goes, look at you pigs eating the sandwich. Mm, is that good pig? Yeah, look at you pigs stuffing your face as you steal from me. I was just like, dude, you don't, to calling somebody a pig as a genuine insult is just so fucking funny to me. To be like, oh, you piggy. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. And I was like, I was thin. I, come from a heavy family but like i was thin so i I feel like she mentioned me and i was like i'm not even like a big dude i'm so tiny 
but she's just like, look at you pig stuff in your face while you steal from me. You got, you got the money from the bottles and you filled your pig stomachs. It was just so fucking funny to hear that conversation. And like, I wanted to bring that up on the Mother's Day episode. I was, I just didn't even think of it because that was one of the funniest, like, getting caught stealing things ever. Like, it was just some bottles. It was a lot of fucking bottles, but it was just bottles. And then she took that sandwich to fucking heart. She just started ripping on the family eating sandwiches too. But I don't know. I thought that was super funny, and it was a story that I missed out on. So I wanted to bring that up. Probably gonna end this. Uh, be on the lookout. The next two weeks episodes are very fun. We got minutes with mellow. Uh, we got my boy Dave here. Who's going to talk about the fingerboarding and the charity and the stuff I teased earlier that I didn't really do a great job teasing because I genuinely, I don't know enough about it to do that. So tune into that episode, learn about it, learn with me, uh, check out chewingtherag.com for all my links, check out Pinchworm gaming, on YouTube, if you want to keep up with streaming, I'm on there. I try to do like three to five hours a week. Um, like, subscribe, share, uh, rate. Rating's huge. Uh, check out the TikTok, Chewing the Rag podcast on TikTok. Trying to grow that, trying to go live. We're close to 300 followers now, so it is growing. Uh, you know, I'm still a fairly new podcast, so for me to get 300 followers on there is pretty cool. Um, uh, and definitely make sure you're following on Spotify, whatever it is, subscribe, whatever you're listening to me on right now, do me a favor, subscribe, rate the show and, uh, catch up on the past episodes, rate the rate, whatever, 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 just catch up on everything. Stay tuned. Got a lot of fun guests coming up and, uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Shout out flow, right. And serenity as well. I know I talked about them in the beginning. Can't shout them out enough. Appreciate everything that they do. So. Check them out. Thank you, guys.